720 WGN. So one of our most beloved hospitals in Chicago, Lurie Children's Hospital, is dealing with a cybersecurity matter. Uh, they've been, you know, they, they've been dealing with this nationwide. There's been heightened threats against healthcare systems across the country. And Lurie hasn't really clarified whether the incident that they're facing is a cyber attack. Um, yesterday, Lurie's, which uses Epic Systems electronic health record software, said it was, quote, actively responding to the issue and working with experts in law enforcement. And the hospital is still open. It preemptively disabled its phone, email, electronic medical system. It's disrupted surgeries. It's making harder. It's just hard for patients' families to reach doctors. And the patients who are there saying doctors and staff are kind of huddled in the corner. You know, it seems to be somewhat of a crisis, I would think. We wanted to reach out to somebody you've heard on our show before, and that is Scott Spiro. He's a cybersecurity expert and co-founder of SugarShot. Uh, This is becoming all too common, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, this is really, really scary. And unfortunately, it's not the first time that it's happened uh, to to Lurie. And so is it impossible to stop? Is everyone vulnerable? Well, I think everybody is vulnerable. And it's uh, it's one of those things where the cyber criminals are always trying to stay one step ahead of the IT IT folks and vice versa. The IT folks are trying to stay one step ahead of the cyber criminals. And so it's kind of a... a uh, a never-ending um, game, if you will. And unfortunately, uh, in this case, it's, it's, it seems to be happening, happening multiple times, and I think the hospital is going to need to take a really hard look to find out, to find out why. What is it that they're missing that, um, that, that, that the cyber criminals are taking advantage of? Scott, what do you think is happening at the hospital today? I mean, it's day three. That the, are, they, are they dealing with... Uh, people de- making demands? Are they just trying to repair the damage done? Or I know you're, you're not there, but what do, you, what do you suspect is going on there today? Well, like Lisa mentioned, it, they've been very, very quiet about it so far. They haven't said much. And if, if I had to venture up my professional opinion, I would say right now they're trying to figure out how they're going to most likely and unfortunately um, either A, get out of a cyber uh, ransomware attack without paying a ransom, or uh, they might end up having to pay the ransom. I would say that's what they're trying to figure out right now, and uh, they're doing the best to save face and preserve their reputation. And I think there's reputational damage that's going to happen here. That's unfortunate because they, the work they do is amazing. And when I uh, investigated into other what were cyber ransomware attacks on hospitals, they said, you got to take it into consideration it's just not affecting surgeries, but drug delivery, um, blood product refrigerators, imaging equipment, automated drug dispensers, electronic health records. It targets supporting critical systems such as heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Everything we encounter in a hospital can be under attack when there is a cybersecurity issue. A lot of times, Correct. Scott, it, it, we, yeah. people used to think we're not going to pay the ransomware. This is ridiculous because they usually want multi-millions of dollars, but I see that there are governmental en- entities and schools and other people that finally, after a couple of days, just have to pay it. That's right. It's, it's heartbreaking. The hospital has said it's not affecting their emergency services, so they, that could mean that their generators are still online. The cyber uh, criminals haven't been able to hack into some of that critical infrastructure, but... Um, you know, make no mistake, the cyber criminals are sophisticated. They understand who to target. 
They also know that when they're targeting a medical facility, uh, it's, it's, it's tugging at our emotions and it's, um, and in some cases it's a life or death type situation for some of those patients. And so what they're hoping to do is they're hoping to get that ransom and they're doing, and they're doing it again and again. Scott Spiro is a cybersecurity expert and co-founder yep. of SugarShot. We're talking about Lurie Children's Hospital. Scott, what is the likelihood that this this gang, these criminals, are not from our country but could be sitting in another country pulling these strings? Very high, very high. Most of these organizations are located in Eastern Europe, China, uh, and they take advantage of the lot of, a lot of the freedoms that we have here in our country uh, to leverage their attacks. I would expect that this was a social engineering attack, that they know that the hospital's weakest link is their employees, because let's face it, most folks are, are nice people. And so they most likely leveraged a social engineering attack to gain access again to the systems. They may very well have leveraged the exact same attack they used prior, which is why the hospital team is going to have to look very, very closely at and inwardly Swallow their pride and figure out what it is it that what is it that they miss. Socks, what underwear. Do they need to fix. Yeah. Sorry about the socks and underwear. That was audio that just got out on the air. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. is this why anyone who works for a corporation these days, we are continually tested? Like our own organization sends us phishing emails to teach us a lesson on what not to click on. When you say it's most likely an employee, is it an employee that? perhaps clicked on a hyperlink they shouldn't have? Or do you think it's an employee that is working with someone who would cause this kind of chaos? Well, it could certainly be one of those two. And it also could be a situation where somebody called the hospital pretending to be somebody else, pretending to be somebody working on the IT team that needed access to something. There's a number of different methodologies that cyber criminals use to wager a, a social engineering attack uh, but at the end of the day, it's about opening a door that needed to stay shut. And you're correct in that proper um, training and education and security aw- of security awareness is, is important for all organizations, big and small. It doesn't matter if you're a large enterprise or a small business. These are things that you need to take seriously as, an, as a business owner and, as, and a, a key stakeholder. I um I got an email last week from something called Cloud Security Services, and they said, hey, I spoke to your, and they put my boss's name in there and suggested you'd be the person to take a look at this and put a link in it. I immediately sent mm-hmm. it to my boss. She's like, no, but isn't it interesting that they've done their research to know who I am, what my boss's name is, what department it's affecting. I see that employees can be the problem but boy, it's tough to see through what the criminals are sending us. It's, it's very tough. And to take that even a step further, these criminals are using AI, AI technology to replicate uh, voice, replicate video images. They're able, if they have uh, access to a voice print, they're able to essentially replicate another employee. It is possible that they, that they did this here. I, d- I don't know. But um, I've certainly, um, you know, been involved where I'm able to create some of this this material uh, for uh, the sake of um, ethical hacking programs. And it's, it's very scary. And it's real and it's here. 
the staff has to be exhausted at Lurie's, so we we send our support. And thank you, Scott, for helping us understand, you know, what happens and how we're a part of it. We appreciate it. We hope you'll come back on again. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Scott Spiro, cybersecurity expert from and co-founder of a company called SugarShot. And Steve, did you need to jump on before we go to news? Yeah, this is a day of drama, and uh, the president received the bodies of the three fallen servicemen uh, and women at uh, Dover earlier today. We're getting reports within the last 90 seconds here or so that U.S. retaliatory strikes have begun, uh, it looks like, in Syria. So uh, we'll try to get as much as we can and have more for that uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes here. That's next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.